thank you for pressing play on episode 142 of A-Sides. I am excited to share this episode with you as I chatted with professional wrestler Eric Young. I'm so thankful that Eric was open to chat and had some time out of his very busy schedule because we have a lot of common ground through music and he just seems like he's very down to earth. So thank you to Eric for being a guest on A-Sides and thank you to everyone who listens to this episode. Look, it's rock and roll! And cue music. I try, I try to be a righteous man. I try to get love all over the world, but I'm tired of being you! Thanks for doing this, man, because I know I was like messaging sure. you back and forth a lot, but it seems like you got like some good taste in music, so I thought I'd hit you up. I do what I can. Yeah, I do what I can. I listen to everything, so I, it, it's, uh, I know everyone says that, but it's, it's true. You pretty much do, man, because I saw all the, like, I guess it would be Americana, and then you're posting, like, uh, you've posted, you listen to, like, punk rock, and then there's Green Day oh, yeah. and Weezer. Yeah, old country, hip-hop, I mean, yeah. all of it. Yeah, yeah, all of it. I don't really know where to start because uh, I got like a bunch of notes to ask you, but um, yeah, let it rip, man. So I guess I'll just start off with this. So I saw that you were teasing something at Grimey's. Like, uh, can you actually say what that is, or can you? I, I can't. Uh, it, it's uh, it's super cool. It's yeah. for me. It's one of the coolest things that I've ever worked on. Uh, oh, awesome! It's a personal passion of mine, um, and it will. I'm going to say it will probably come to light probably around February because I think it's the, they're planning on launching it in March of April of 2024. I had to think of what year it was. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I've been crazy busy. But, yeah, I, I'm not allowed to say the details, yeah. but it does have to do with vinyl albums. It has to do with music and it has to do with me. And uh, it's I can't wait for people to see it. Yeah. So then are you in the Nashville area then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I live, I've lived in and around Nashville since 2004. So almost an original, like nobody that lives here is from here. Everyone yeah. is from somewhere, me included. Um, but I definitely was here before it boomed and turned into this really busy yeah. kind of mega city. The secret's out, man. And I wish it didn't get out, but it got out. And uh, now there's too many people here. <laughs> yeah, really? Because that's like 20 years, man. Yeah, like yeah, on. yeah. Two thousand. I moved here in two thousand four, yeah. so twenty twenty four will be twenty years exactly. Yeah. So then you do shop at Grimey's then too? That's what I was. I do. Yeah, 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 I do. I've been in there several times. It's um, it's on the far side of the city for me, so I don't go over there. There used to be two, where there was one that was only about 15, 20 minutes from me. But that one, I mean, especially when it's traffic is busy, it takes me. You know, it can take me almost an hour to get over there. So I there's there's a tons. I mean, there's tons of record shops everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the secret is out on vinyl as well which is i'm really very happy about but i started collecting them i mean over a decade ago now oh um yeah so you were kind of like right at the boom right at the start of the boom and i think maybe just a bit before a buddy of mine uh a 
uh, one of my best friends, this guy, Mike, and uh, we grew up together. He started collecting them probably five years before I did. And he was like, look, man, if you want to grow your collection, you go on eBay because old people use eBay and they're downsizing their house or their apartment and they have boxes of these old vinyls and they don't know what to do with them. I wouldn't say half, but I would say at least at least a quarter of my collection was bought that way where they just, you know, some 70 year old person's like, hey, I've I've got a hundred vinyls and I'm not going to tell you what it is or what's in the box, but they're all in good shape. And uh, you can have all of them for a hundred dollars. So I'm buying it for like a dollar a vinyl. Lots of them were useless and, you know, weird, like soundtracks off weird movies I've never seen. (laughs) uh, Some really, really old, terrible country music and stuff. And some classical music and stuff that I, I don't really care to have in my collection. I've either sold those or thrown away or gifted them. But yeah, my collection is huge. It's over. It's going to be getting close to 2,500 now. Oh, shit, man. Yeah, man, that's a lot. Yeah. It's uh, wild. Did, yeah. Uh, did you get any gems that you can remember from from some of those? Oh, geez. Uh, I mean, some some of Bob Dylan's. Um, one of my coolest ones is is uh, a Bob Dylan record that um, my parents owned when they were uh, yeah. when they first met, and they had a huge record collection. So another huge, you know, probably 150 of my albums, my original kind of like the base collection started because my my parents gave me their record collection, and they just kind of kept them. And I mean, the Bob Dylan albums recorded. I can't remember off the top of my head enough to go downstairs and look at it, but it's uh it's older than me. Like it was, it was pressed in 1976 and it looks like my, my parents did not take care of it. Um, <laughs> it looks like it was truck behind a truck down a gravel road, but it still plays and sounds awesome. And uh, that's the best thing about vinyl. Like I can remember getting fingerprints on CDs and they just never would play again, you know, and very temperamental, obviously digital music is, you know, the easiest way to consume music and listen to music and it, everything's at your fingertips, but Nothing beats the ritualistic pleasure of listening to a vinyl album. I agree, because I think uh, even for me, like the thing that kind of drew me to that was because it was so easy to skip around on a CD or something, but vinyl, yeah. you got to sit there and listen can't to do the it. whole thing. Yeah, you can't do it. And that's, I mean, another thing is you, you discover all this, you know, like you could be a fan of the Rolling Stones and think you know the Rolling Stones because you listen to the twenty songs that were curated and picked for you that played on the radio and still get played on the radio. But the reality is, is this has been one of the greatest rock and roll bands in the last five decades. And they've got so many good songs, so much amazing music, so diverse and blues driven, which I love. And I think the other part that's cool with final albums is like, I'm not listening it to how I, I don't, I'll be the first to admit, like, I don't know anything about music. I can't play an instrument. You, you can hear my voice. I, I very clearly can't carry a tune. What I know about music is the only thing that matters is that I love it. And yeah. I love how it makes me feel. And I love how it makes me think. And I love, you know, just everything about it. And the truth is, is listening to a vinyl album is you're listening to it the way the artist intended you to listen to mm-hmm. it, right? And sometimes albums can spin a whole story, you know, and from start to finish. And and there's ways of putting together. And I liken that to pro wrestling where it's, 
you know, like uh, one match doesn't make the show. The show is this kind of roller coaster ride through emotions and happiness and sadness and anger and 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 listening to full albums the way that they're intended to be listened to is a very very cool thing and i th- I think it's maybe the most underrated thing about records i actually think that's a good analogy liking that to like a pro wrestling show because yeah, like all sorts of styles too sometimes some yep that's right bands don't even like even for example that new black pumas they didn't really stick to one genre it's like all over the place all over the place, which is amazing. You know, like there's lots of bands that I love. Like ACDC is one of my favorite bands ever. And they've been playing the same aggressive four chord rock riff driven four chord rock for four decades. And it's still amazing. And they're still releasing music that I like and listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, some bands like, or, you, you know, you'll listen to like, uh, I remember this as a young kid in high school, not a young kid, but a high kid, kid in high school, Sugar Ray had a bunch of songs that were played on the radio, which were, you know, rock, pop, kind of whatever. And like, I listened to like their kind of like first studio album and it is intense. The song on the on there that they played on the radio doesn't sound like anything else on the album. And the truth is, is the stuff that didn't get played on the radio is ten times better than the shit that got played on the radio. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, but uh, I get fired up sometimes. But yeah, it's a uh, that's the other thing. Cool, it's like you're just like covering all this other music that you wouldn't listen to because someone at a radio station or some executive at Sony or or, or RCA has decided this is the song that everyone should listen to. I wasn't part of that meeting. I want to listen to the other stuff too. So that's the other part that's cool about vinyl. You can get fired up all you want, man. I can, yeah, all right, fair. I, I kind of welcome it. So, well, you said that you got albums and stuff too from like your parents. So, was were you always around music like ever since yeah. you were like a really little kid? Then, yeah, yeah. My, I mean, music is my dad is just one of those that he just can't sit in silence, you know. And I think mm-hmm. I've I've inherited that from him. So if we're, we're sitting there eating or or he's cooking, or we're just lounging around the house, or, you know, whatever it was, there was always music playing. My mom was the same way, uh, and both of them have really kind of, like, diverse tastes in music, and I think my my diverse taste in music comes from them. It starts with them, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, what you're introduced to. You're introduced to all these different, you know, my mom was... Huey Lewis in the news and uh, Toto and uh, Madonna and, you know, bands like that, you know, a young boy from rural Canada probably wouldn't have been exposed to. And my dad was BB King and Led Zeppelin and, you know, just rock and blues and, and old country and stuff. And, and learning to appreciate all of it because all of it is amazing and that's just the truth it just depends on when you catch me and what kind of mood i'm in and and uh what you know a lot of times it's the occasion you know if i got a bunch of people over and we're having dinner like i'm not pumping rage against the machine you know like i'm listening to something else i want to listen to rage against the machine it's probably my favorite band of all time but There's times when hardcore political lyrics and and uh, really aggressive, you know, rap rock sound is not appropriate. So you got to go with something else. 
that was going to be like a question I was going to ask later. Like, what was your favorite band? But um, yeah, right. it depends on when you catch yeah. me. And I, you know, like before, you know, when we first jumped on this is a lot of people say that, like a lot of people are like, oh, I, I listen to everything. I think for some people in their purview that it, that is true, but my my vinyl collection will show you is it is the absolute truth, mm-hmm. which is why I owe, own almost twenty five hundred albums because I literally do listen to everything and just depending on the moment. It has nothing to do with money or or you know what a record is worth. I I, I could care less, and I know like hardcore vinyl people are going to shit on me. The paper sleeves on those things, I throw those away. I don't, it's too much work. I end up just crumpling them and destroying them anyways. Um, <laughs> I take care of them as best I can. I mean, they're in a cardboard sleeve. If the the album from my parents that looks like it was drugged behind a truck can still play and it's 45 years old, I mean, me mishandling it here and there or dropping it on the floor isn't going to make any big deal. And if it does, I'll just buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> you got a good attitude about that. Like just about all the like all across the board and stuff. I even saw something on your Instagram where your favorite or excuse me, not your favorite album, but your first album that you bought was Weezer's The Blue album. Yeah, one of the I bought like two or yeah. three and it was like a, a CD form. But the first yeah, Weezer's Blue album yeah. was definitely one of the first albums I bought with money that I had for like one of my first jobs. And I had owned albums before that, but never ones that I bought on my own, ones that I got yeah. for Christmas or, you know, my parents had given me. But yeah, the, it was Green Day, Dookie, Weezer, Blue. I want to say Soundgarden, Live and Loud. There's another one I can't remember, but there was four. I bought four and saved up my money and corn to tasseling or whatever it was as a kid <laughs> growing up in rural Canada. And and that was one of the very first albums I got to see them live. And that's probably the post you saw. I got to see them live in Huntsville. They just uh, started their tour, and their first stop was actually in Huntsville, Alabama, which is only about two hours from here. So went and oh. saw them play live, and it was great. I've never seen them live and uh, I have been like, I've listened to like a lot of their albums and music over the years, but I guess I hadn't really revisited that blue album in a long time. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. It's better than I remember. Just one after another. Like it's just, it's so good. And I think part of that is nostalgia is just such a powerful drug, you know, and, and I can, you know, hear certain songs and I can think of like times in my car, you know, with my buddies or, you know, joke around at a house party and like that you know my name is jonas comes on and i'm whisked back to that moment you know i can see my buddy mike or you know my buddy glenn or whatever and we're goofing around or whatever we're doing you know it's it's just such a nostalgia is such a powerful drug and it's something that i think everybody is kind of secretly addicted to it which is why you're seeing like you know old movies being released now vinyl like you know some from 2017 to now it's the number one way people consume music other than digitally digitally obviously will never be overtaken but if you physically buy music the average person in north america if you're buying music you're buying it through vinyl and it overtook cds in 2017 so at this point it's it's crushing it there's record stores everywhere which is a trap for me but that's okay like do you have a preference do you buy like whether it's colored or if it's special packaging or like you just get yeah, it I just to play it i don't care yeah, yeah. It, it could just, they could all be black. And I don't, I mean, it's really cool what they're doing. Like some of them, I open it up like, oh shit, that's awesome. You know, it's bright orange or it's, you know, yeah. neon green or it's tie dye. I, I could care less about all that. Like I, uh, and it's not about like, oh, this one's super rare and it's worth this much money. I just, I think kind of like my quest is just owning all the music that I like, which is, yeah. I mean, it's a very wide brush. Um, 
and just physically owning it and having, I've never been really a collector of anything. Uh, I guess hockey cards a little bit when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, this, the addiction of kind of curating what I believe is the perfect record collection. That's, that's what drives me and owning it and being able to listen to it when I want or whenever it strikes me is the coolest part of it. Like, do you go out for record store day stuff like that too, or? Sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, when I, you know, a lot of times when I travel, I travel all over the United States. So uh, part of like routine for me is if I get time, which sometimes I don't, but if I do get time, I like to um, find local record stores and me and my wife have made a rule that I'm only allowed to buy one for each record store I go in because I was coming home with too many. And then, you know, every day a new one shows up in a cardboard sleeve on the porch. And so it's, uh, she would say it's out of hand. I haven't, I'm not there yet. I don't think it's out of hand just yet. Um, but yeah, if I go in, it's, but it is kind of a fun game, right? Like I'll find two or three that I want, but then I got to whittle it down. I got to decide one. Mm -hmm. And and that's, that's the hard thing. And, uh, I mean, depending on what day you catch me and there's this amazing app that I use called Discogs and it keeps it yeah. all organized. It's free. I mean, this, your show is not sponsored by Discogs and I am not sponsored by Discogs, but yeah. if you have a record collection, you got to have it. It's free and it's, it's an awesome way of keeping things organized. Like I'll see like, oh, Fleetwood Mac, I, you know, I, and I'm no, you already own that. Like you've, you know, me you've owned it. It was one of your moms and when you've had it for six years, you idiot. So it's a, it's a good way for me, stop me from buying duplicates. It is pretty good for that reason. Cause I was actually using the notes app on like my iPhone and going like, okay, I bought this and this and this, but now it's like right. easier. It's to so just hard. Yeah. Just you click there. the barcode or you type it in. And I found yeah. like silver chair frog stomp is for me, like top five. That's the other album. It was, oh, okay. there it is. That was those yeah. that was the other one. Silver Chair, Frog Stomp. It, it's one of my favorite rock albums of all time. To think that they were 14 and 15 years old when they recorded it is yeah. I mean, I could barely dress myself when I was like that age, you know. Like it, it, they were putting out this amazing album, this amazing rock album awesome music and great lyrics but it's one of my favorite albums of all time and it was uh, it's never been reissued and so when it was originally pressed in the you know or the early 90s vinyl wasn't popular so you know they've only pressed whatever 2500 of them so it's very rare and very expensive that's the most expensive album i owned but i couldn't live without having it in my collection so i bought it oh man <laughs> Since you have all of these records and you're like, you sound like you're really not ashamed to own stuff, but I actually did have something that I wrote down. Is there any record that you own that people might not expect you to have? I think if you know me well enough, you know that I, one, I have this massive collection. Uh, And two, I've never been worried or nervous or cared about much of anything most of my life. Um, I've been very lucky that way. I have very little stress. I don't worry about what people think. I don't, worry about what people say I, I don't I don't worry about opinions of what other you know other people's opinions I worry about what I think and what my close friends think and that's that's it I I would say I'm not embarrassed of anything I own for like music lovers there's a there's actually a really I have two uh there's actually three of them and the one of them has eluded me and I can't seem to find it anywhere but Sweet Daddy Siki is an old-time uh professional wrestler there's a documentary I believe it's on Amazon uh, Edge and Christian are on it. They talk about him. Sweet Daddy Siki was a very famous um, regional wrestler. He wrestled all over the world, but when wrestling was very regional, 
in like, you know, this is probably in the early to mid sixties. Um, he w- uh, was a black pro wrestler and was a guy that was famous all over the world, but he was from Toronto and um, was one of the famous, most famous Canadian wrestlers until the hearts came along. And uh, he recorded three country albums and I own two of them. And those are <laughs> definitely the weirdest albums I own. It's like the, the cover of the front cover of the, the his original, his very first one where it's where he's covering very famous country tunes, which is hilarious. Not a bad voice, you know, Goodbye, Joe, me got to go, me, oh my, oh. Me got to go before the deer roll down the bio. My Yvonne, the sweetest one, me, oh my, oh. Son of a gun will have I don't know anything about the guitar playing. It doesn't sound great to me, but, I mean, he's, he's definitely playing guitar, and on the, the cover is him in his wrestling gear holding a guitar, and it's hilarious. And uh, those are the two weirdest albums I own for sure. Like an, an average person yeah. has no idea who it is and it looks nuts and it is nuts. <laughs> the fact that he's got three albums, but I think it's the second one, which is his first album that he recorded his own music. I, I haven't been able to find it anywhere, but Discogs, that's how you find it. I mean, if it exists and it's for sale, you're going to find it on Discogs. I'm going to have to look up that guy. Cause I cut, I kind of like, yeah. like obscure stuff like that or. Yeah, check it out. I mean, I'm sure digitally you could find it for free and listen to it. It's some yeah. pretty wild stuff. Yeah, the cover of his original one is uh, "Sweet Daddy Seeky Does Country," I think it's called. Yeah, they're. I mean, it's it's insane. Sweet Daddy Seeky. <laughs> yep. S i k i. Oh man! All right, yeah, dude. I'm he looks awesome. He is awesome. Canadian wrestling legend, and from all accounts, yeah. a really good guy, and was you know a very famous performer when. Black people just weren't allowed to to do to, to be that, you know, at that point in, in the world. And in Canada, it wasn't as bad as it was in the United States. But uh, this is a guy that wrestled all over the world. It was a very famous performer. And huh. um, I think he tried to, like, use his wrestling fame to catapult into music. I don't think it went very well because I might be the only one that owns two of them. But for me, it's it's obscure, but it's awesome. Like, when wrestling guys come over and I show them, they're like, what? What do you mean? How, like, he... Are these real? And then I play it and we laugh and it's awesome. Speaking of that, did you get uh did you get that Macho Man album that was put back out on vinyl? No, uh one of my best friends growing up, Bill, uh this guy Bill Littlewood from Canada, he just uh shared a picture of him getting it. So it's next on my list. It's yeah, next. man. It went fast on record store day, like Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I didn't get he out was there early. Iconic, though. right? Like I mean, just I mean, even an average person. If you say, do you know who that is? And even an average person that didn't follow wrestling, you could show him a picture like, oh, that's the Macho Man guy or whatever. So he was one of my one of my favorites. And uh, yeah. I've definitely listened to that. I think I had it on CD. And I used to just, we'd get drunk and just listen to it and just die. <laughs> just die laughing. It's yeah. unbelievable. Uh, speaking of, too, being all over the place with your musical interests, there was one that caught my eye that you posted about that you listened to. And it was Charles Bradley. Like, how'd you come across him? Actually, through Spotify and and listening to that genre, you know, like a a blues kind of R&B singer, songwriter stumbled on it. And then I was like, I got to, I got to hear in this voice. It's like, I got to know how have I not known? And I, and knowing that the album had come out in the last four or five years, like this guy sounds like he's from like the 1960s. Then there's there's an amazing documentary. I can't remember what it's on. It may have been on on HBO, 
like me and my buddy Steve watched that and just fell in love with his music. Every one of his albums that he's recorded, I own. And he's, he, we, you know, lost him a couple years ago when he passed away. But just, I mean, an absolute star, a guy that was like working at the post office and like renting a room and just this, with this, this incredible musical talent and this insane, like generational sound, you know, hiding, you know, in plain sight, which is pretty wild. I agree. I came across him just, I think, by accident because he covered a Black Sabbath song. And I was yep. like, holy shit, like, I got to yeah. listen to all this guy's stuff. So I tracked him down and bought them all, too. And I, weird, it sounded like something came out of a time capsule, but it was it was more modern. modern sound but just the feel of the music and the band you mean his the band just like these two younger guys i mean obviously younger than him i think they discovered him when he was like 56 yeah singing at like some karaoke bar and they're like man we've got this band do you want to like come play music with us and then they just they toured and went all over the world and like not like he was like some megastar but i think you know the fact that we're sitting here talking about it two separate people two separate lives stumbled on this guy and we're just like i have to own his music you know it's such a powerful and cool thing that that music can do yeah for real man because then he even he even covered i think there was like a nirvana song too but then his own music i know i mentioned the covers but yeah his own music is just amazing amazing yeah, yeah amazing my Watch favorite oh, albums yeah. to, to listen to when i when i land on planes like traveling could be stressful i mean as anybody who's flown before i have to do it you know, at least once a week and sometimes more often. So I got certain albums that I like to put on when I get off a plane and just kind of decompress while I'm walking to baggage or walking to whatever. And he is, his voice and his music is definitely on that list of like, I could just put myself back in a good mood listening to it. Yeah. Even the songs that are sad, you know, even the ones that are depressing, it's just, it just sounds so good. I feel a coming over me. Obviously, you're traveling all the time. So you listen to music what, on the plane. You're like saying when you get off the plane, but then. Yeah, uh, just depending. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes I don't want to watch something because it takes too much effort. Yeah, That sounds really lazy, but it's just true. Obviously, you know, having Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you use, like just this endless amount of content at your fingertips. Like just so, <laughs> just so spoiled and your access to music that you would have never been able to find, you know, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, most of the bands that I listen to on like a weekly basis are bands that I wouldn't have even known existed if it wasn't for digital music and Spotify and things like that. Like for so long, we were just told this is what's popular and this is what you listen to. And it's the same 40 songs on every radio station. And I'm glad that's over. Because, you know, like, uh, 
like, do I love Metallica and do I love the Foo Fighters and do I love Jay Z and you know these mega stars? Yes, I love them too. But the majority of what I listen to is stuff that I would have never had access to if it wasn't for for digital media. And I don't, you know, I I'm friends with a lot of guys through the magic of social media and bands and, and have been able to meet and hang out with tons of people that I just adore and respect so much. Um, and I don't know if digital music is, is financially great for them, but I think the reach, I think that they would all agree that their ability to reach an audience without the backing of some mega corporation it is just open the doors for so many people. Lots of people that are making a very good living selling music and playing music live all over the world that you will never hear played on the radio ever. So it's, it's uh music is in a pretty cool place right now. I think. I agree. Cause even though there's stuff where it's like, they obviously don't get paid from the streaming, but if you or I come across a band or anybody else, we're probably going to be more I, likely to go buy the album or maybe I buy, buy the, the music. Yeah. Yeah. I buy the music, you know, uh, a couple of bands on the top of my head that, you know, I don't want, well, I don't listen to the radio, but I know that he's not getting played on the radio and he should. Marcus King and me and him became pretty good buddies. And he's just, I, it's just insane. The level of talent this guy has. And the fact that he's not played on the radio is criminal. Yeah. It's just absolutely criminal. The blue stones, a two piece brand from Canada. They're incredible. The cold stairs, dirty streets, goodbye June. Like there's just so many bands that, people aren't listening to and it sucks you know it just yeah. and i think it, it's not a crusade it's, it's just i think uh sharing these people with music i don't have this massive platform but i think you know all said and told instagram and x or twitter or whatever you want to call it on facebook i have over six hundred thousand people following me so mm -hmm. me sharing some of these bands um i want to believe helps you know at least opens even if two or three other people that have never heard of them listen to them, I, I think that's great. So it's not, I'm not doing it or expecting anything return. I'm doing it because people should be listening to their music and it's amazing. Yeah. And if I can share that and I get messages weekly of people like, Oh man, you shared the song and I bought the album and they're awesome. And thank you for sharing that. And that's, man, that's such a cool thing yeah. for me. I do actually work for a radio station here where I'm at in Illinois, kind of like a, indie like it's like a locally owned like a uh, alternative station cool. we've played marcus king a few times but oh, it man. seems just the when best. he's kind of release it but it doesn't really stick around too long yeah and yeah, i which is yeah good. he's so good like can sing just yeah. play the guitar like i again i can't play the guitar but i can hear someone playing it and know i've tried to play it and i know how difficult it is and how just i mean he's just musically gifted He's just musical gift. And I can say knowing him personally is just salt of the earth guy that loves music and just wants people to enjoy it and to be happy. And people like that, like I'll I'll fight to the death. You know, I'll fight to the death for somebody like that. Definitely, yeah. Like I've seen him once, and I definitely need to see him again because yeah, it's going back like man. 2019 or something. Feels like ancient yeah. times now. So. I just saw me and my wife went down to Memphis. He opened for Chris Stapleton. So I mean, vocally, it's like the mega powers. It was Alan Stone, <laughs> then Marcus King, then Chris Stapleton, and 
we got to hang out with Marcus backstage. And he's like, man, if you haven't seen Chris Stapleton, you should go. And like, I'm standing 15 feet from Stapleton and he doesn't move. He just stands there and sings and had, I don't know whether it was 18,000 people in this arena, just eating out of his hand. It's uh, just a masterclass, man. Just an absolute generational yeah. musician, generational performer. Doesn't even have a category. I know people want to say, oh, he's country. Is this Chris Stapleton? This is his own category. He doesn't have a category. He's in the Chris Stapleton category, and it's a category of one. You even mentioned Metallica and just popped in my head. He even covered Metallica for their big, like, Black Album project. And I thought his cover was, like, the best on the whole album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, he yeah super cool covers. I guess, too, like, uh, being in Nashville. So have you been to the Ryman and seen shows? Oh, every there? chance I get. Yeah. Every chance I get. I've been, I mean, probably getting pretty close to 20 times now. Oh, sure. I, I don't know if there's a better place to see a concert anywhere in the world. I, I haven't been to every, you know, kind of major, but I mean, if it's a, a hall of a, a decent size, I've probably been there or I've wrestled inside of it. And there's just nothing like the Ryman, man. There's just nothing like it, man. For music, the sound and the feel and the history. And you can hear it. Like um, I saw a couple of years ago, I saw Incubus play there. It was a band I loved growing up. I kind of saw them open for a band, um, Oh, when Creed was massive. I mean, they were huge in Canada. And I, me and my buddies won free tickets on some radio show or something. And we went and Incubus opened for them. And I liked Incubus, but I was like, man, I don't know if they'll be great live. And I can say, like, if you get a chance and you love good rock music, uh, singular kind of rock music, see Incubus live because they're incredible. I mean, it sounds just like the record. They're amazing. And they played at the Ryman. And you could tell, like, the band and the lead singer saying like, man, it's, it's hard to believe that we're playing the Ryman. Cause it wasn't that long ago where it was country music only, right? I mean, if you played rock music or anything else, you just, you weren't allowed to play at the Ryman. And uh, that changed not that long ago. And I'm glad it did. Cause I saw, I saw them there. I saw Lucero, which was amazing. I've seen the Black Keys play there twice. Saw Marcus King play. Social Distortion was my first experience ever there. One of my favorite punk bands of all time. And it was spiritual almost. You know, it's sitting in these wood pews in this old church and stained glass windows. And Social Distortion is just lyrically, <laughs> it, it just the two things don't make sense. But it was, it was beautiful, man. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I can't wait to go there because I got uh, tickets for Black Pumas. They're going to be there the first weekend of yep. April playing there. And yep. um, I saw yep. you've seen them a few times, right? I've seen them three times. I saw them, or no, four times, I guess. I saw them at the Basement East before anyone knew who they were. And it was $15. Yeah. And uh, I was 10 and a half feet from the stage. Then I saw them at Pilgrimage Festival, which is a huge music festival. And I mean, literally, me and my wife could walk to it from yeah. where we live here. Saw them play there. We were pretty far back, but that was amazing. And then we saw them play twice at the Ryman. And both times was amazing. If I'm around, like I just... With my current work situation, I just kind of never know when I'm going to be in town. So buying tickets that are that pricey this far out is too much of a risk. I know some people and maybe I can pull some strings if I'm around and maybe I'll, maybe I'll see you there. Because, I mean, dude, it's, you're going to love it. I mean, if you're going to see a band for the first time live, for the first time at the Ryman, that's a very good choice. Now we go. Oh my baby 
Yeah, it was either see him in Chicago in like January or uh, April in Nashville, and I was like, well, January's kind of here. It's kind of kind of dicey with maybe it might get yeah. snowed in or something. Yeah. And I've never been to the Ryman, so I'm like, all right, it's kind of yeah, you're gonna love it, man. Yeah. You're not gonna want to leave. I didn't know if you had actually seen a lot of concerts because of your wrestling schedule. It seems like weekends are like it's tough. Yeah, it's predominantly tough. when I you mean, work. So luckily, living in Nashville, it, you know, it's not called Music City by accident. When, and when I first moved here, like, look, I mean, there's some country music that I don't mind, and and some older music, country music that I love, but it, it certainly is not my favorite genre. Kind of pop country. I mean, if I never hear pop country ever again, I would be okay with it. I respect them as musicians. It's just, it's just not my cup of tea. And uh, but the truth is, is here like they're every kind of music every night of the week. You know, like right now I could get in my car and drive to Bourbon Street, and there would be some sixty-year-old man playing at, at Printers in Printers Alley on Bourbon Bourbon Street Boogie Woogie Bar. It's a blues bar. They only have blues music, and it's it's amazing. And there's the basement and there's Marathon and obviously the Ryman. And I just saw Blondie at the opera, opera house here, uh, the Grand Old Opry. And it was, she's 72 years old and just moving around. It was incredible. Oh, okay. Incredible. But yeah, I'm not a, a huge concert guy. Like I got to really like it to go because I don't like crowds. And that's, that's kind of funny, but uh, huge crowds and people bumping into me and stuff gives me anxiety. So, yeah. and I'm old and I want to have a seat. But yeah, I do. I mean, there's just nothing better than living here. If you love live music, there's no better place to live on earth. I've been down like a few times, but just kind of like a weekend thing and then going yep. in and out. So yeah, yep. I'm looking forward. I mean, to kind there's of... a, some unbelievable singer every, every 10 feet. You're like, how is this person not on the radio? How yeah. is this? How is this? How is this band? And Tootsies, they're going to make $50 tonight. Like, you know, it's uh, part of uh, the respect comes from like, you know, wrestling. I mean, all forms of entertainment, like, they are the same worlds, you know, like yeah. in a band, like all the hard work and all the fun happens to when you're making no money. And it's the same in wrestling, right? Like paying your dues miles and miles and miles in a car and sick or upset or just broke up with your girlfriend or your dog died. The people that paid that night don't give a shit about any of that. They're, you're there to perform and, and pretend like none of that stuff is going on. And uh, the two worlds are, are very, very similar. <laughs> Going back to Black Pumas, how'd you come across them? Was it just the same thing through streaming and like um, listening to similar artists? Yeah, I actually, I think there's um, a really cool record subscription service that's based out of Nashville here called uh, Blind Tiger Record Company. Oh, okay. And I'm not sponsored by them. I've never had, never had a single conversation with anyone that works there, but I I tell people about it all the time. I got their, their first, their self-titled album delivered. It was like, I think it might've been the first one I I joined up and they have um, different subscriptions for different genres. And I had joined the blues one. Blues is one of my favorite kinds of music and kind of obscure blues is, is harder to find. This is before I discovered Discogs and before, you know, this is just like, oh, cool, this record thing, I, I can subscribe to it. And it's kind of what I would spend on an album anyways, right? Like, I mean, it's almost the same and I don't have to leave my house. It just shows up. And now I think I have a subscription for blues, singer-songwriter, rock alternative, 
but yeah, it was, that's how they, they mailed it to me. And I'm never hearing them or knowing any idea who they were. And I put it on and it blew my mind. Like I just, it just absolutely blew my mind. I think it was like the next week that they were playing at the basement East and me and my wife went and it was, I want to say it was 15 or $20 for a ticket. And there may have been, may have been 70 people there. Man, yeah. you got on it like right at the start then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, be, like, obviously like their music was out and definitely people knew, but yeah, I mean, now, I mean, you bought tickets to go see them at the Ryman. They certainly aren't $20. Yeah, no. Oh, but yeah, even um, getting like, a lot of Grammy nominations under their belts and stuff. Too, yeah, they've yeah. Yeah, really taken off. The the lead singer, I mean, I think he's the most charismatic and best frontman in music right now. I mean, you'll see when yeah. when you see him live, like he's just you just can't take your eyes off him. I mean, his voice, how he moves, like how he manipulates the crowd. It, it's he's a showman and an amazing musician on top of it. You're gonna love it. I'm. I don't know if I'll be there, but if I'm not, I'll be thinking. I'll be thinking about you being there and being jealous oh. that you get to see them play some of the new new songs off their new album too. Yeah. So it's they're an incredible live band. Well, what'd you think of the new one though, The Chronicles of a Diamond? Yeah, I love it. I mean, I've yeah. I've listened to it all the way through probably ten times since getting it, and I got it a couple of weeks ago. Like I'll listen to it. I'm like oh, I got 2,500 albums. I should listen to something else. I just I can't stop. I gotta I gotta pull it back out and listen to it again. And it's another music that it's kind of doesn't matter what I'm doing. It fits, you know, and definitely Black Puma is, is definitely one of those albums, you know, my wind down, decompress airport music. That's that's on the list. Like, I just can't not be in a good mood listening to their music. It's their it's a masterclass. I'm a little not as sold on the new one, but I think it's because maybe the first one, it just set the bar so high. Oh, so I'm man. putting expectations yeah. on it for myself. But like, yeah, I like I, I don't know. If there's any album I much I like as much as the first Black Pumas, yeah, like definitely. the self-titled. I mean, it's literally perfect. It, it it's perfect. Obviously, like the wait for it I was like, man, like are these guys not going to release more music? Like, and then COVID hits, and you're like, oh man, please don't break up. You know, please don't stop making music. Uh, and I follow them both on on social media or whatever. And then like yeah. you know they did a uh, he did a picture of a like a hard drive, and I was like, oh. I mean, it's happening, you know, and and uh, that it happened, and I, I love it. Black Pumas, the original, is one of my top five favorite albums of all time. And thing that I can't talk about, there's a, it has a lot to do with top five albums, and uh, they oh. forced me to pick top a top five, and that's definitely in my top five. Awesome of all time. Yeah, like, uh, did you even get the deluxe one too, where they put it back out with extra covers and extra? I, I did get that one. I mean, they almost got me a couple times. Uh, I own like you know, five or six of their shirts and a sweater and, you know, like, uh, I love to support them, you know, and even if like they were people that I talked to or were buddies with mine, I think if I asked Marcus, I said, Hey man, send me your new album. He would do it. But I, I want to support them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, there's lots of things that I could probably get for free, but I choose not to, because I want to, I want to support them and I want to pay for the music that I'm listening to. So I buy it no matter what. Well, that's great, man. Yeah. Uh, I noticed too, there's another one that was kind of like, that kind of made my eyes light up that you like Jason Isbell. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Love, love Jason. I think it's probably my wife's favorite artist. Just, I mean, lyrically, dude can write music. Yeah. You know, he, 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 I mean, another guy that can sing and write and like guitar playing musically is just is amazing. You know, it's not country music, but it's storyteller driven. Uh, I'm definitely drawn to that. Yeah. Big time. We actually, uh, I don't even know if you would know me or whatever, but I, I follow him. I think he follows me now. He got into some 
he's always into some fight on, on social media. It's most of the time he's just joking and ripping on people. And it's pretty funny. He's a pretty witty guy. And he was going back and forth with somebody. And the guy was like, oh, I'll come to your house and beat you up. And I, you know, as a joke, I was like, well, I'll, you know, I, I don't know if he wants to fight you, but I'll, I'll fight you. I'll fight in his stead. Like he was the king and I was his knight. And uh, he replied, it looks like I have my champion. So now whenever anybody wants to fight Jason Isabel, they got to go through me. Oh, and uh, I'll be, I'll be fine getting into a fist fight for somebody for him. No problem. So you said he followed you back after that or? Yeah. I, I mean, as a pro, yeah. you know, pro wrestler and, yeah. and uh, in one day I probably got close to a thousand new followers and me and him were kind of going back and forth and everyone's like, I don't know who this guy is, but I got to follow him now. First pro wrestler <laughs> I've ever followed and all this kind of funny, <laughs> very like liberal people and very, um, you know, artistic people and people that aren't in the pro wrestling community. Uh, But they'll find like, you know, it's a pro wrestling is a very diverse world as well. I would probably consider myself to lean that way politically. Anyways, I'm not political in any way, shape or form, but I agree with a lot of things that Jason Isabel says, if he ran for president, I'd vote for him. I don't want to get too political either or anything, but it kind of makes, or not kind of, it did make me like him more knowing like his yeah. beliefs, because a lot of times it's yeah. like, well, don't put your political uh, views out there because you might alienate your audience. Yeah. But it kind of made me. Well, that's what music's for. Yeah. That's what art's for, right? <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, the the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. I mean, yeah. this is the Ramones. This has been going on for decades, you know, yeah. and it, you don't have to listen to his music. You don't have to even like, you know, his political views. But I would say I lean towards it. I am not a political person in any way, shape, or form. I think if I was, if I was to lean one way or the other, it would probably be whatever Jason Isabel is saying. I even had a shirt too. Speaking of the fighting for him, it was a. Uh, um, I got this shirt. Like I saw one of his shirts, and I had to get it because it's got a picture of him when he's like a kid, and it said "fighting off haters since the 1980s." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Yeah, he's got some good shirts like that. But, yeah, um, he's definitely he he definitely likes to to get him riled up. I, I don't yeah. respond. I mean, somebody wishes cancer on me almost every day on social no. media, which is what? oh for sure for sure. People are brutal. I mean, most of the time it's people that are looking for me to react. Right, oh, they yeah. want me to react and acknowledge them. I just mute them. I don't even block them because then they know. Yeah. I mute them and I just let them scream from the mountaintops whatever they want. I mean, <laughs> it's uh it can be a very sad, ugly place, yeah. but for, it, it is an amazing tool and it's opened a ton of cool doors for me. And I mean, we're probably not sitting here having this cool conversation if it's not for social media. That's just how it works. Oh yeah, for real, man. Yeah. Like for as much bad or fights or arguing and I think the good outweighs there, the bad. There's a lot of good. Yeah. yeah like tons of good. Yeah. Just um, got to follow enough dog pages. <laughs> That's the key. Here's something, here's something kind of silly that I wanted to ask you too, is you had already mentioned like a top five. Uh, can I ask you this? What are your top five favorite wrestling theme songs of all time? Music related. Um, I didn't want to go too far down the wrestling. Yeah, hole. I mean, for sure. I mean, for me, uh, Shawn Michaels, Sexy Boy, it's, it's so strange to yeah. like it, but he's my favorite wrestler of all time. I think bell to bell, there's nobody has ever been as good as him. I don't yeah. think there ever will be. I'm not your boy toy. I'm just a sexy boy. 
Breaking and Steve Austin power walk into the ring. Like there's nothing, nothing gets you fired up better than that. Trying to think is, I mean, the original NWO theme is unbelievable. I mean, biased, but my new theme, it doesn't even really have a name. It's stolen off this free music database, but it was found by this guy, Eric Tompkins, uh, head mm-hmm. of production for Impact Wrestling. And it's, it's perfect. It's, it's the, my favorite theme music that I've ever had. And it's, there's a little bit of Johnny Cash hurting there. It's I don't know. It's just perfect. A couple of the classic, like you know, Ric Flair, the uh, the cl- classical music. I mean, when you hear, I don't hear classical music or think classical music when I hear that song. I think of him. That's yeah. you know because that's that's what has dictated my life. I'm trying to think of some other good ones. Along the same lines, yeah, it was like Randy Savage's music. Like I don't think yeah. of graduations. So I think of the Macho no. Man twirling around. Me too. And like, yeah, I didn't even go to my graduations, but if I did, uh, that's what I would have been thinking about the whole time. <laughs> well, those are some good picks, man, especially like HBK. It's hard to not yeah. kind of like. My favorite of all time. A flex yeah, or something when you hear that. And then I got another one for you, too. It's kind of like not wrestling or maybe music related, but I know you're on the road a lot and you're traveling and wrestling shows. But if you would be home for a day, what would be your perfect lazy Sunday? Uh, perfect lazy Sunday. Unfortunately, I wrestle in television in my underwear, so I probably have to work out. That would be the first thing I do, kind of get it out of the yeah. way. If I don't have to do that, uh, then I, I, I'd probably go eat breakfast somewhere. I mean, breakfast food is my favorite. I love it. Uh, Waffle House is, I've eaten there a million times. It just never gets old. I love it. So I maybe have a, a nice breakfast at Waffle House, walk my dogs because they love it and I love walking them. And then I would literally sit on the couch and watch football from noon until 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> well what's your go-to breakfast food then would you just like i mean i, I love like i'm lucky because uh eggs are cheap and filled with protein so I, I love eggs all different kinds scrambled fried over easy the fake powdered ones i don't whatever i love eggs bread is definitely my weakness like toast and butter and and, and just regular bread is amazing mm-hmm. for waffle uh it's called Waffle House for a reason. If you haven't had a waffle from Waffle House, then you're not living. It's so good. Uh, sometimes I'll do the double decker with uh, peanut butter chocolate chips on it as well. It's real oh, good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just love breakfast food, pancakes and hash browns and steak and eggs or, you know, whatever. It's 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 all awesome. Right on. Well, I don't want to keep it too long, Eric, because I know you're such a busy guy, but um, I got one last thing to ask you too. What's your favorite album so far of uh, 2023? 2023 that's tough man i mean black plume is chronicles of a diamond would definitely be on there i love it like i said like i don't think it's touching the first one but i think the first one might be maybe my my favorite album of all time if not it's in it's for sure in the top five the rolling stones somehow just released an album and it's so good (laughs) i i I might be the only person saying that but it's awesome it's really good yeah and i love I love the Rolling Stones. That's kind of cheating because they're so old. They can release an album at any point, uh, and it's awesome. Oh, yeah. You'd mentioned the Stones earlier, and I completely yeah. – I think that's when I drew a blank because they did. They had Hackney Diamonds, and I still haven't yes. checked it out yet. Yeah, you definitely got to check it out, man. It's it's yeah. awesome. That was – I didn't know, and I think it was shared through Spotify, you know, kind of, you know, your discovery. Like, oh, new, new album by the Rolling Stones. I was like, what? How is this even humanly possible? <laughs> They should probably all be dead. 
but uh, I'm glad that they're not. Yeah. And uh, they've, I mean, I own at least 10 of their albums. I'd have to look at them in Discogs, but that, and their new one is, it's fun, man. It's still the Rolling Stones and it's cool. Have yeah, I think I probably say, Oh. No, God, I wish. I mean, if I get a chance and they tour again and I'm able to go, I will go. Even if, like, I don't like big stadium shows. It never sounds good and it's too many people. Yeah. But if I have to, that'd be a band I'd go see in the stadium. I, I would say Chronicles of the Diamond for me for, for Black Moon is as of right now, but I have a terrible memory. I'd have to really look. I think there's been, like, a ton of stuff, like, so far for 2023, and there's still stuff coming out that, like, or even I haven't checked out yet, like the Rolling Stones, right? Because there's just been so much stuff. Yeah, it, it just seems like COVID ended, and it's just like everyone's like, okay, we're back, and just yeah. and, and I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'm glad that's happening because the truth is, it's like the appetite for music, like it just never ends, right? And that's the cool thing about it. Like I'll get this, and then another band that I love will we'll release another one, and then you know, it's I got to track that down, and I gotta I gotta buy this one, and you know, I gotta pre-order that, and pre-order this, and it's uh, and sometimes I I'm ordering so many of them I forget, <laughs> and then it just shows up. I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Or even Taylor Swift and other people releasing like surprise albums. You know, they just announce it like that day. Hey, I got a new album coming out. Yeah, I mean, megastar. Like, she's the most recognizable human being on the planet. I, I mean, not a. I'm not gonna say I, I don't own a Taylor Swift album. I'm not a massive fan of of her music, but I respect that she writes it herself. Yeah, she's taking control of her own destiny, which is really cool to see. As a person in the entertainment industry, I, I know that you know the music industry can be pretty corrupt, and uh, it not can be. It is corrupt. <laughs> is this the truth? And uh, a lot of musicians are getting getting taken advantage of and it sucks but um i think what she did was, is really cool and who she is and uh, i met her when she was she would babysit jeff jarrett's kids and i'd be over at his pool and this little skinny girl playing guitar and like oh who's, who's that <laughs> oh yeah for sure it was several times uh, when she was nobody right yeah. she she had just moved to nashville and like lived down the street for them and i'd be over at jeff's place and we'd be hanging out on like a saturday watching college football and drinking Coors Lights and swimming in his pool and she'd come over and be hanging out with the girls and playing guitar. There she was, you know, just the most famous human being in the world. <laughs> Damn, wild. man. Yeah. 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 Man, that is wild. I guess that's almost like a mic dropper, like an ending. I mean, I, she wouldn't have any idea who I am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do remember meeting her and be like, oh, this is Taylor and she just moved here and she's going to, yeah. she's writing her own music. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, I mean, you meet that person 10 times a day in Nashville. Um, all right, man. Well, I totally appreciate you taking the time to talk to me because I know I was messing yeah, sure, with you. I almost felt like I was like harassing you. Like, hey, you want to no, talk? No, no worries. No worries. Yeah. It's just, you just caught me at, I mean, I'm I'm a lazy person and I have somehow I have three jobs now and I just, I'm so busy right now. I don't know which way's up. So I'm glad that we got to do it though. Yeah. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, man. All right. Talk to you soon, bud. Take care. See ya. So
I don't know. 